All right, guys, welcome to the Properties Profits Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bryce Kaminsky, filling in for Dave Dubow. And a lot of us are kicking ourselves most days about not getting started sooner. And today on the show, I've got Caitlin, and I'm going to try the last name, Israel, my yes. on the right path. And she's <laughs> going to tell you how you can definitely get started as as early as uh, the, your early 20s. Caitlin, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So you said you had a numbers background and that you're kind of a pro investor, real estate agent. Um, a lot of agents don't partake, partake in both. They're either an agent or an investor. Um, what, what got you started with investing? Cause there's, you know, a lot of real estate agents start and they just like, I'm going to list some houses. I'm going to sell some houses. Why, why real estate? And how'd you get started in real estate? So I've always had a passion for real estate, but I always wanted to go to university, get a business degree, work my way up the corporate ladder for the longest time. Uh, I've always been a numbers person, very fascinated with finance and uh, financial freedom. Mm -hmm. So over the last few years, and COVID really helped with this, having extra time to read podcasts and uh, or listen to podcasts, read financial literacy books, really realized that real estate is a great way to start building financial freedom when you're young. And I just have a huge passion for financial education and educating people around my age bracket that uh, they can, in fact, start in real estate when they're young. Um, it's not something that you do kind of later on in life. It's something that you can do right away. And um, that's really kind of cultivated my uh, career path now that I'm a full-time real estate agent and real estate investor, uh, being able to help people every day with their real estate journeys uh, and also with their real estate investment portfolios as well. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people get to the point where they're like 30 or 40 and they're like, my job isn't cutting it. I'm going to have to start investing in real estate. I need some cash flow. <clears throat> I need to do something about my situation. So the earlier, you know, the joke in real estate is what's the best time to invest in real estate? 10 years ago, what's the second <laughs> best time this year? So um, definitely a jump start on that. How did you find real estate? Because People in your age bracket, you know, between 20, 25, even yeah. up towards 30, they're not even thinking about it. Like why real, why real estate? What in, what interested you in, in participating? That's a great question. I've always been interested in it because of my aunt who I now work with on a team uh, in the, in the KW area. But I have memories of going to open houses with her and showings and just loving the people side of the business, uh, but also seeing how it can be a great investment opportunity. So over the last few years, I really just came to the realization that uh, it's a great career path for me right now. And having the family that's already in the business also definitely helps with someone um, having the courage and the confidence to enter it full time. And so, you know, I was reading, reading a little bit from your, your uh, kind of intake survey on, on the podcast, you don't invest, or at least you're not solely invested in your home market, we'd call it. Right. So right. what, what got you into investing outside of your market? Cause for a lot of investors, that's really the last thing that they want to do. So <laughs> why, why invest outside of your market? Um, 
for someone thinking about it? That's a great question. I would say the main reason that I did decide to invest elsewhere uh, for my first property was uh, the different rent controls in Alberta. So I have a duplex and um, just as an example, the rents that I'm getting on my duplex is very similar to a duplex that I would be receiving in the KW area. Um, so the rents are still pretty high and you do have the flexibility of increasing your rents every year. So as a landlord, that's definitely a huge advantage of buying someplace out of Ontario, let's say, that does have very strict rent controls uh, and as well as the entry price uh, on the asset. So um, I know in KW, I'll just speak uh, because that's my market as a realtor, you're in terms of a, a duplex or investment property, it's around 700s a starting point. Mm -hmm. And the property that I purchased was around 450 in Alberta. So again, it just is an easier place to get started and in terms of raising money as well for a first deal. Again, just having a lower purchase price, it makes it a little easier when you're someone young that's hoping to raise capital for that first deal. Uh, that was, those are just some of the reasons why uh, I looked, I decided to look elsewhere. So as someone who, you know, there, there's kind of like two different types of agents out there and the majority of agents are, you know, the standard issue, find a house, someone wants to sell a house, they'll find you a house and then they move the family in. And that's probably the last time they're going to hear from that person who bought the house or rather maybe when they're moving in like seven or 10 years, if you're still in business, they call you back and say, Hey, do you want to sell the house that you help me buy? And then there's the real estate investor friendly agent. Um, how did you, or rather, why did you decide to kind of focus in, in that regard? Honestly, it's because it's where my passion lies. Um, as much as I love helping people find their dream houses and um, building those connections with people, I, I firmly believe in real estate as a great investment choice. So um, immediately I'm just more drawn to those sorts of transactions mm -hmm. and uh, finding those as well is very exciting. So being able to look at it more as a business rather than an actual like an emotional decision um, also is a different kind of way of looking at real estate transactions. Mm -hmm. Um I really like to be able to offer my expertise also in these transactions, being able to run through the numbers and actually teach investor clients that maybe they're just on their first few properties, um, just a different maybe way of looking at the numbers, different things to consider. Um, yeah. So with, with that, what are a couple of different ways? I mean, yes, helping them with the numbers, but more specifically, what are some things that you typically help, uh, a new investor um, navigate when they're looking to buy maybe their first duplex or their first just rental or income and suite property? That's a great question. Uh, the financing is a huge part of what I do um, in terms of conversation. So I talk about the different uh, ways of structuring financing, rather it be through a conventional bank, if it's through other private money partners, if it's through their own private money partners that are not attached to any lending institutions. Those are great conversations that I like to have. I like to talk about the risks in all of those different situations, the interest rates that you're looking at purchasing, 
or that you'll get on all of those different um, situations and how that will affect your bottom line and your cash flow. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, though, I should say is what I like to say, what is your strategy? Are you hoping to hold this property for 20, 30 years? Or are you hoping for um, it to be a quick equity gain in five, 10 years? Um, So having those sorts of money conversations are really exciting to me and being able to just have open conversations and um, help them kind of plan for their financial future in in each transaction. Yeah, because I think knowing the strategy that you're going to adopt will definitely, because some people just like, oh, I want to buy a duplex. And that's about as far as maybe they've thought about it. They heard someone talking about it at a dinner party or something and like, I make some cash flow. Well, that might be difficult in Ontario these days. Um, definitely knowing the strategy that you're employing will help you, you know, make a better decision uh, on the property. So as far as an investor, what are you working on these days? What do you, you know, what's your strategy as far as like what you're acquiring? Yeah, right now I'm looking at purchasing some flips. So in addition to my own kind of real estate uh, investing myself, I'm also a part of a company. And our name is Cornerstone Multifamily. So we focus on buying apartment buildings uh, as well as doing some flipping projects. So that is where my kind of vision is right now. I think there's a lot of opportunities in the market. A lot of investors are kind of sitting at the sidelines as well as buyers right now because of the interest rates. So really hoping to capitalize on some opportunities of houses that um, are available. There's a lot of inventory. So it's just a matter of, yeah, finding those those right deals and um, hoping to yeah flip them and make them great livable units. Uh, there's a problem, of course, of just housing in general. So a lot of conversion projects is also on uh, the list of things that I really, really want to continue working towards just to provide more units for for people because we're just in such a need right now. Yeah, that's definitely, it seems like, Flipping in Ontario in general means creating an income suite because there's mm-hmm. a, there's certainly a demand for for housing, but more importantly, it seems like mortgage helper. People are buying it because right. they're like, I can own the top <clears throat> or they're like relatively young and they're like, I could live in the bottom and rent it to like a family above you and offset the carrying costs of this thing. So where do you, do you see a future um, where people are going to own their own house anymore? Or is Ontario pretty much like the secondary dwelling unit of Canada? <laughs> no, I definitely think it is still a possibility. Um, I know right now it is hard to qualify for mortgage if you don't have 20% down. So what mm-hmm. I tell a lot of the people in my generation is find ways to make additional income right now start saving for a larger down payment so that you have an easier time qualifying for that mortgage. I think in so many people's minds, still homeownership is their dream. And I do think it is possible. I think to the change of lifestyle has to change of lifestyle. The realtors tell (laughs) you're selling us on secondary units right here. It's just a change of lifestyle. Having someone living just a permanent teenager in the basement. It's fine. They have their no, own I mean, change of lifestyle <laughs> in terms of spending oh, and yeah, just yeah. reality of like, maybe you don't own that fancy car right away, or you 
you don't spend money on traveling three times a year. You have to make certain decisions, especially when you're young um, and diversify your income. So if it's grabbing a side hustle or starting uh, another job, just to be able to save up that money um, to be able to afford. So do you, do you help people buy out of province as well or just in the, in, in your local market? I have a few friends that are actually looking right now in the Edmonton, Calgary area. I have some realtor friends that I have worked with uh, that I am happy to refer them to, but I personally don't do any um, work outside of, outside of Ontario in terms of my real store, my realtor world. <laughs> so how many units do you have now and what are you looking to, to grow that to, let's say over the next five years or so? So I have the one property in Edmonton and I have a, um, an apartment build at three apartment buildings in Weyburn, Saskatchewan within okay, yeah. Cornerstone multifamily. So personally, I would love to build my own portfolio um, in Waterloo. So buy maybe a few apartment buildings uh, with other people. I don't really foresee myself buying anything individually at this point. Um, this will be a great segue into capital raising, but um, I really like the idea of building a team. And I know in terms of multifamily spaces, it's mm -hmm. crucial to have a great team surrounding you. And I love, I love having different things on the go. So working with other people that I can trust is a huge uh, positive for me right now at my at this point in my life I'm not looking to do everything on my own um, and I have great mentors that have been in the business for a really long time um, to help grow that portfolio as well so definitely foresee more uh, apartment buildings as well as uh, conversion projects um, in this area specifically because you're more uh, you're, you're living it and you want to provide more units for those people so Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you'd mentioned capital raising and I guess the question that comes to mind for me right off the bat is like, how do you manage the expectations when it comes to raising capital under 25? That is a great question. <laughs> um, you mean manage expectations in terms of well, people are going to look at you say? and say, like, yeah. uh, you know, you, you remind me of my kid. So why right. should I give you three hundred and fifty or five hundred thousand mm dollars? -hmm. And as much as like experience is everything. Mm -hmm. Um. So again, surrounding yourself with people that do have more experience than you is a huge positive. But you also have to be confident in your own abilities and um, confident in your education, even if it's not exactly related to real estate it's like you have all of those life experiences that now can make you a very accountable person trustworthy person and you have to be able to communicate your skills and your strengths to absolutely everyone uh, I will also say you need to turn every conversation into a real estate conversation I'm sure that line has been said on here already potentially uh, well not, um, not on any of the podcasts I've done so that that's a new one for me turn every conversation okay Yes. Into a real estate conversation. Tell yes. me more about that. So I learned that that was Robert Kiyosaki's quote uh, out of Rich Dad Poor Dad. And I have lived by that since the last, I would say, three years of being a real estate investor. 
and it really, really has worked for me. Um, there's a fine line of pushing it too much in, in terms of just talking about it too much. But I think in terms of any conversation, anyone asks you how your day is or how your week has been. So that's a perfect segue into saying, oh, actually, uh, I've learned about this this week, or I've had this capital raising call and it went really well, or um, I'm looking at this project, I'm looking to raise $100,000 between now and next week. These are the things that I'm doing to hope to achieve that. And the more you talk about it, the more one you comfortable you become mm -hmm. um, and the more people then view you as that real estate expert and that is the key of any capital raising um, you can do is to position yourself as a real estate expert so that uh, when people think of having real estate questions or um, they have ideas of projects they want to get into you're the first person that they think of yeah like almost turning it into casual conversations like oh yeah I was just raising money the other day and then I went to the store and got you <laughs> yeah. know just, like kind of dropping the hint so that's yeah. interesting yes um, that conversation is likely um not not super well understood or maybe received in you know like people that typically are starting to think about it as they approach 30 and beyond so mm -hmm. when you're having those conversations um, when you're, when you're, you know, people that, you know, are, are, are asking, Oh, how was your week? And you're talking about real estate. They're like, yeah, I went, you know, how relatable is that? What, what kind of feedback are you getting from your own age bracket? I think on and truthfully, um, there is a new social circle that now I've become a part of. Uh, where those conversations are more normal and more encouraged. I think it's easy to kind of st stick with your old friends and they, they they are awesome. And I think there's great benefit in still keeping in contact with people you went to high school and university with and uh, started your working adult years with. But um, you also want to surround yourself with people that do respond well to those conversations and mm -hmm. have a genuine curiosity in what you're doing and what you're working towards because you are who you spend your time with. And yeah. that is also a very big lesson that I learned from one of my mentors is it's time is very limited in this world. So you want to be able to say that you're spending your time with people that um, support you and push you forward and um, challenge you in terms of your mm -hmm. goals. So I would say back to your question about how it's been received. Um, I think at the beginning, it was not received well, just because I, I didn't really create those new uh, friend mm -hmm. circles. Um, but now it's, it's easier and it's more encouraged and it's more of a positive experience when I can say, uh, hey, look what I did last week. And it's more celebrating those wins. Yeah, they're like rooting together. for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, the books you read and the people, the five, the, the books you read and the five people you spend the most time with, right? That's the. Yes, exactly. The so um, exactly. as far as, as far as um, what you're seeing in the K, you know, in the Ontario market, specifically in your market, where do you think, where do you see things going towards you know people are saying interest rate this and interest rate that and it's going up or it's going down where do you see things going 
in that market because i know it's kind of spilling out of uh, out of toronto like that's west of west of um kind of yeah in the middle there and yeah it's bound to continue to to keep growing and growing you're on the ground there seeing what's going on what's going on in in the kw area In terms of the, are you are you referring to just the investment like the market market itself or yeah like okay what you're seeing as far as trending and then yeah you know the investment opportunities too so what I'm seeing right now in terms of um, investment opportunities are there's a lot of investors that are hoping to liquidate their portfolios because of the interest rates so there are um, a lot of assets. on the market right now that are still way overpriced. So they're sitting um, and there are people, I would say that are looking at getting into an investment property, but they're still hesitant in terms of the interest rates because they're hoping that they're going to go down and waiting until they're going down. So what I like to tell people is that if you can, if there's an opportunity now and you can afford it, now is the time to buy. <laughs> Uh, I think there's so many people that are sitting on the sidelines, both investors and just first time home buyers specifically um, that are waiting. And there's so much math that has come out where it's like the interest rates. Yes, they're higher now, but the purchase price is lower. So it's, in my opinion, still better to get in now. when the price is low so that in the next few years when hopefully that value increases you can even pull out some equity right away put it towards your next property um so i think people are still very cautious to enter to answer that question and investors are looking to offload a lot of their portfolio Mm -hmm. and investors because you're not cash flowing from day one especially in kitchener waterloo with the price with the purchase price still um there's still properties that are sitting Yeah. And once everyone comes off the benches, when let's say the interest rate goes down 1%, yeah kind of, an, kind of an irrational kind of like feeling, but they're all going to come off the benches. They're going to start bidding for these properties. The prices are going to go through the roof. So you're right. Yeah. If you're, if you could buy now, you're going to take advantage of the timing of the market because people are going to run the prices back up when they can buy more because they're going to be competing against other people doing the same. So Exactly. yeah, definitely to get in. So if people want to learn more um, about that and work with you in the market and, you know, just kind of pick your brain, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you? So definitely by Instagram is my mode of social media that I use. So you can find me at realtor.caitlinisrael. And uh, my phone number is 226-338-0103. I'm always on my phone, so uh, definitely uh, easy to reach. And my uh, email, if you prefer email, is caitlinisrael at royallepage.ca. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, time flies when you're having fun and I really appreciate you spending time and letting people know, you know, what's going on in that, in the local market, as well as, you know, hopefully inspiring a few people that are maybe leaving university and they're like, I could do real estate and she's doing it. You Why sure can't can. I do it? Right. So there you go. I appreciate the time. And until next time, guys, we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs> Thanks, Bryce. Take care.